Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song. And it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night. Good morning, Grand Valley, and welcome to the show. 710, 10 minutes after 7 o'clock in the morning. It is a Monday. I'm thinking to myself, Bob Slider, I hope that the listeners get as energized by that opening song as I do every morning. When I hear this, the first strains of It's a Good Day, I, I'm ready to roll. You know, it gets me up, gets me moving, gets me going. I, I hope that... Hope the audience gets that way too. I think they're feeling it also, Howard. You know, it just, I mean, it just makes me feel like it's t- it's time to roll, and we've got a lot of good stuff for you today. Uh, it's going to be mostly cloudy today, a high around 54. Could see some showers on and off during the day. Uh, it's pretty much the same for tomorrow as well. Right now, 43 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 44 at the Highlands, 46 degrees in Elm Grove, and 45 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. We've got a lot to do today. Wheeling Council tomorrow night takes up a proposal to ban any kind of sleeping out on public property. Now, this is a homeless issue, of course, very akin to what they did in Parkersburg. They're going to take this up tomorrow night, just days after the city agreed to a delay in shutting down a homeless camp in East Wheeling. Wheeling City Manager Bob Heron drops by with us today. We'll talk about the homeless situation, the streetscape, some of the other pending issues in the friendly city. Feel free to text me right now if you'd like to at 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack Ox Service text line. Um, t- tell me what you would like to make sure that I ask the city manager when he's in here today. New poll has Joe Manchin trailing Jim Justice by 13 points which is not probably a surprise, but we'll talk about that. Meanwhile, Justice has uh, released his campaign money uh, uh, statement for the current uh, period. We'll talk about that. A local restaurant closes its doors. Meanwhile, a couple of major franchise restaurants say older people, don't be like me, are not coming in as much as we used to. I don't know who they're talking to, but I'm in there all the time. We'll talk about that. Uh, Bob and I later on will discuss the weekend uh, newspaper coverage in quite detail of the federally indicted head of Roxby Development. And, of course, Slider on Sports, Tony Caridi's Mountaineer Report, Adam Fike Weather, Taylor Long in the uh, WTRF TV 7 newsroom. Just a lot of good stuff going on. Mr. Slider, sir. Yes, sir. How was your weekend? It was fantastic from the minute you and I said goodbye on Friday. Uh, it was uh, pretty busy. You know, it's it's our busy season, Howard. We're right in the middle of our busy season, and uh, this Friday was no different. You headed down to Moundsville. <clears throat> I did. It was our first time at the Gumby's Moundsville South. South. Howard, this is I, – I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Picture – You're not going to hit me or anything? No, no. Okay, all right, all right. Close my eyes. Picture Mayberry. You got Barney. You got Andy. You got Aunt B. Look down there. You got Floyd's Barbershop, and right beside Floyd's Barbershop, there you go. Is this little store, and they sell beer, and they sell cigarettes, and they sell all your tobacco supplies. And what's the name of that place? It's Gumby's Moundsville South, and the people are just so friendly, like they are in Mayberry, (laughs) and they're getting their lottery tickets for the weekend, and they, I mean... The Pine Room boys were down there from 12 to 3, like we always are at Gumby's location near you on Football Friday. 
And it was just overwhelming, Howard, the people stopping by, really saying good. hello. And the, the crew down there at Gumby's just outdid themselves. They had a table of merchandise free. Just stop in and, and, and free. It was kind of like free. It was like being at a at a department store. People are pulling up and they were going through, you know, like looking through their sizes. Well, look at this, like, yeah, Ethel. Look at this. Do you you want one of these? <laughs> it was just like that, and people were so so nice. And uh, that's that's what kicked it off. Uh, Friday was uh, Gumby's uh, Moundsville South. And uh, uh, the guy, I listened to the show for a while. The guys did a great job, as they always do. I shouldn't sound like it's any different. They did a great, great job. But, man, they got, we are so far behind. We know they have the Pine Room Lager because we, we promoted that and talked about that when they had. They've got their own water. Beer. They've got their own beer. A burger. A generation. They got their own burger. Did you see their new commercial on Channel 7? No. I think Jub's going to go to California. Excuse me? <laughs> they do this uh, Soup Campbell is there, and it's they're they're promoting their big uh, blazing paddles uh, for pickleball. yeah pickleball October twenty second. Is that this week? What's what's the day today? Today is the sixteenth. Okay, so it is this week, October twenty second. This Sunday, they have a brand new commercial running on Channel Seven. The, the Pine Room guys. Man, these guys are. They're everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. Who are these guys? I don't, but uh, where did they come from? How I don't did know, they Howard. get here? Um, but we're glad they are. We certainly are. But I'm going to tell you, I'm listening. I'm here. They're talking about all this stuff and, like, you know, going to the. I suppose I should try the Pine Room Burger one of these days. I think I'm going to Generations for lunch again today. Well, if you put that uh, Pete Rose uh, hot dogs down, yeah, Howard. Well, I know. <laughs> get the two. <laughs> Do you want one or two? Uh, I want two. Um, but uh, I, I may try the Pete, not the Pete Rose Burger. I may try the uh, Pine Room Burger, just for the heck of it. But, man, I heard him talk about all the stuff they have, you know. And I guess they had stuff there, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, great job, guys. And great job, Gumby's and Jill's, Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Club. Couldn't do it without you. Sponsor the Gumby's uh, live broadcast every Friday from noon until 3. At one of the area Gumby's locations. Do we know where we are this week yet? We probably don't have that I, I have it in my office, Howard. All right. I want you to ask me a question. Uh, what should I ask you? How did the good old boys do this week, Howard? Oh, uh, well, that's yes. Besides, uh, besides the uh, the Pine Room boys on Friday, we had the good old boys on Saturday, Bear and Bob. Uh, you have had a pretty successful couple of weeks. Did, 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 you know, all good things have to come to an end, right? No, 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 Howard. The streak continues. I went 4-0 and this week, and Bear did also. So think about this for a second. You, you go out. It's hard to eat lunch for 20 bucks, right? Yeah. If you'd have taken that $20 bill yeah. and listened to the good old boys, yeah. Saturdays from 8 to 9 here on the Watchdog Network, and listened to our picks, taking that $20 over to the casino, Guess what your return would have been? Oh, Over nine hundred bucks. Oh yeah, much. That's how hard it is, Howard. That's what I'm telling you. It's very difficult, and Bear and I are on a roll. Good old boys, right here from eight to nine every Saturday. Not that we are encouraging to gamble. No, twenty bucks. What if you don't have saying, twenty bucks, forget we're it. We're just saying if you do, <laughs> listen to us. Listen to the good old boys at least. So you're what, like three, four weeks in a row? I'm on. I'm red hot, Howard. You're red hot. I, I even I did something that I've never done before in my whole life. Oh boy, I don't know. You've done so much. I don't even know that I want to yes, hear what this is. We don't want to go down that road. But uh, I, I I picked the clip. I, I looked at it now as I'm a professional, Howard. I'm not just some schmo that comes in here <laughs> wearing a Steeler sweatshirt and making football picks. No, I said, hey, Cleveland's going to beat the San Francisco 49ers this week, and somehow I got lucky, and that's exactly what happened. Maybe we should uh, match you up with our former. 
guru of gambling, Sammy, Sammy the Bull. You and the, you and the Bull could have. Pay attention, <laughs> Sammy. I'm on a roll here. He's coming to get you, Sammy. Coming to get you. Seven seventeen on the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Saturday was such a rainy, dreary, drizzly, drizzly day. Didn't do anything. I don't even know what we had to eat. I, we didn't leave the house at all. I know that. Um, just dreary, drizzly, you know, sat wrapped up on the sofa. I don't think I got in my pajamas all day. Seriously, I think I was in my pajamas all day wrapped up on the sofa. And, Howard, we're going to get into it later. But I want to say right now, kudos to John McKay because that's exactly what I did for about an hour on Saturday, just like you described, Howard. I was sitting in my chair. I had a blanket around me. The furnace was running. Thank you very much, Maraud Furnace and Air. <laughs> but, you know, I had the blanket around me, and I read the newspaper, Howard, and I read it for over an hour, and I read every word in it because that story was so good. It, Bob is referring to a, a really detailed story that Derek Redd did about um, uh, Jeffrey Morris, the head honcho and chief bigwig, and now federally indicted head honcho and chief bigwig of Roxby Development. Really nice detailed piece about sort of how Morris came into town, how the whole thing, you know, Bata McClure, then then the uh, Scottish Rite Cathedral, and, and then things began to grow, and then things began to fall apart. Really good story by Derek Redd. Uh, and what I found more interesting was the companion piece, which was a timeline of what Roxby Development did from the first day they arrived on the scene and began talking about the Mount Carmel Monastery until the last day when uh, Bill Elenfeld and the boys went... Hey, hello. Time to go. Who's out there? <laughs> so we're going to review some of that coming up later on. I'm with you. Good job by the uh, newspaper. That, by the way, and I think they do a lot of it, so I'm, I'm not one of the giant critics of the paper. That's the kind of thing that your local community newspaper can do and should do and does well. And that's, that's a really good – I mean, let's be honest about it. Probably – I was thinking about this last night. Roxby Development, the Roxby story – Ten years from now, will be that phrase will mean something to people. Do you remember the rock? Oh, the rocks, but you know that guy. We're right in the midst of it now, but it's it's a it's a big deal. Bob and I will talk more about the newspaper coverage of that coming up a little bit later on this morning. And if you haven't gotten a copy of it, if you have your newspaper at home, check it out or uh, check it out online at the Intelligence website because it was a really good stuff. And again, kudos. Uh, I think McCabe has always kind of oversees this sort of stuff. I know when I talked to him Friday, he said he hadn't. He hadn't read the whole thing, actually, but uh, Derek Red, great reporter. Um, his kids are play with my kid, or with my grandson. Um, so I guess he's a nice guy. I know that uh, they hang out with, with my uh, – Derek and his wife hang out with uh, my son and my daughter-in-law. So good. That, that's that. something we take for granted, Howard, and you and I still love to do it. We grab that newspaper, and we sit there, and we read it, and we read every word, and it, it was just really, uh, really great to do. You know, I, um, I read <clears throat> most of my newspaper online. When I do the show prep, I, it's, it's online for a variety of reasons, but – on the weekends when I can, there's I, I, I'm with you. There is nothing better than holding that piece of pulp in your hand, right? You know, what's so, so ironic about that though. I, I, I read that and John McCabe and um, the Nuttings. It was it was it was great. And then uh, Sunday, I go by the Pittsburgh Post Gazette and I do the same thing. It's a great newspaper. It takes me about an hour. And you know what the top story in the sports uh, section was? I'm afraid to guess. Is Bob Nutting the most uh, notorious, oh. <laughs> hated person in, oh. in Pittsburgh sports history? Oh. And the consensus is, yeah, yes. pretty much. Yes, he seems to be. Oh, okay. All right. Um, anyway, I, they do a, do a great job. 
And uh, John uh, apparently did a great job. I understand the West Virginia Press Association this weekend uh, did a uh, honored Mike Myers, former uh, editor of the Intel, who died of COVID. What this past year, two years ago, I lose track of time in these COVID years. But uh, Mike passed away from COVID, and um, John, I understand, gave a very, uh, very powerful memorial speech about Mike Myers at that uh, at that event. That a boy, Johnny. And Mike was uh, Mike was a guy that I didn't agree with anything on. I mean, but we got along extremely well, um, and that's the way things should be, you know. I mean, I would come on the air oftentimes and say, oh, my God, did you read that Mike Myers column? Oh, my Lord, could he be any more wrong? But when I would see Mike, we'd talk to each other. We'd have good conversation. And I always remember one time he told me, he says, I'm going to tell you something. You're the one, well, I shouldn't say the one person. He says, you are, me, me, you are one person. When I hear you criticize, I actually stop and think, okay, is that valid or not? And he listens to it. So Mike was a great guy. And that, his death was so surprising, so surprising. Uh, anyway, um, 722, 22 after the hour. And one more thing I did this weekend was celebrate my anniversary. 46 years. I asked myself, how the hell did she put up with me for 46 years, <laughs> That's Bob? what everybody said. How did she manage that for 46 years? So a big kudo out there to uh, Nancy Monroe. Way to go, Nancy. We uh, we had an anniversary dinner last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, actually. Uh, Jason and Natalie took Nan- Nancy and I out to uh, well, wherever we wanted to go, and you know where I wanted to go. Wanted to get a Red Lobster. Yes, indeedy. Had crab, the, Howard? Oh, yes, sirree. The crab, the big crab fest, and I just crabbed myself up. I was crabby Howie. It's kind of embarrassing, Bob, because um, I – so and everybody had a nice meal. And everybody's eating, and I'm eating, and and they're all done, and they're sitting there, and Teddy's got his little thing they give kids to, you know, play on cartoons, draw, whatever. Granddad, can you play with this? Granddad's eating right now. Uh, Daddy, can you play with this? Um, had to be in a good 20, 30 minutes after everybody else was done. I'm still there cracking crabs, eating crabs. <laughs> no doubt, Howard. You're the only guy I've ever walked into Red Lobster with where the lobster panic. You know, the lobster there in the they tank. Right. They see they, Howard. They, they they go berserk. They're usually pretty slow. And just, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my God. Until they see Howard walk in. <laughs> he comes in. Anyway, 46 years. I don't know how she did it. I was doing a – my sermon yesterday was on this God change his mind. And I was using examples, and I said, I, I, you know, like, like 46 years ago – uh, if if what, what, how my life would have been different if the priest had said, um, "Do you take this man?" and Nancy said, mm, uh, "You know, I've been thinking about that. <laughs> I'm not so sure." It would have been a wholly different forty-six years. All right, seven twenty-four, twenty-four after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show, an iconic star of my era when I was buried and so on passed away this weekend we'll talk about it next on the watchdog morning show how much could a cyber attack cost your business the costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously but are extremely significant recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from 120,000 to 1.2 million dollars in addition to financial loss companies also suffer downtime lost opportunities and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up 
Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing walls, and an arcade, shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. Get 11% off everything at Menards. For over 60 years, Menards has been the one-stop shop for post-frame buildings. Whether it's protecting equipment, livestock, or you just need a place to keep your toys, Menards has a post-frame building for you. Design your post-frame building and save 11% at Menards. There's no limit to what you can save. Good through October 22nd, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Debbie Boone and You Light Up My Life. Now, that was not only a song from 1977. It was a song from this week in 1977. When Nancy and I were on our honeymoon heading down to Florida, that song was played every five minutes. That's probably an exaggeration. Every single time we turned the radio on, there was Debbie Boone. You light up my life over and over and over again. So it, 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 whenever I hear that song, I think of, uh, of our honeymoon and I ride down to Florida and, and all of that. Here's an idea. Let's get rid of Roger Miller and we'll be, do that for our 3 o'clock hour, Howard, <laughs> since you like it so much. No, no, I still like sunshine. I like the sunshine story. Speaking of sunshine, we won't see much today. Mostly cloudy, high of 54. Some showers this afternoon. 43 at the uh, airport, 44 at the Highlands, 46 in Elm Grove, and 45 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Another item out of my uh, the year of my marriage, 1977, an iconic TV show was started, and one of the actresses passed away. Come and knock at my door. That's right, come and knock at my door. Yeah, I think I picked the wrong version I, I mean, here. That's huh? right, come and knock at my door. I've been waiting for you. Because do, 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 three's company, two, three's company, which was a weird show. And, and a lot of people thought, man, this isn't going to work. It was the story of uh, John Ritter 
uh, who was uh, uh, a straight man, but he needed a roommate. And so he found two roommates, two women roommates. But in order to make it work, this is the strange thing. In order to make it work for his landlord, who wouldn't allow, you know, coupling going on in his house, and Jack Ritter or John Ritter had to play uh, that he was uh, he was gay. He wasn't, but he had to play that way. So uh, Three's Company and the breakout star of Three's Company was Suzanne Summers. She uh, died this weekend at the age of 76. She had been fighting uh, cancer on and off for 20 years or more. A couple of times there's been the big Suzanne Summers beats cancer, but it's come back several times. So Suzanne Summers passed away, they say, peacefully to her home uh, yesterday morning, as a matter of fact, at the age of 76. She was the breakout star of Three's Company. When you think of Suzanne Summers, what do you think of? It's not going to be very flattering. Uh, you're exactly right, Howard. She was the star of the show. Now, John Ritter was right there. But she was a horrible teammate. She got she got selfish. Yep. You know, she asked for way, way too much money and really gave the producers no choice but to say, Bye. We, we got to try without you. Was the show ever the same? It was not. Still okay. I never liked the show with or without her. Was she gorgeous? She was. And this brings up point number two. Whatever she tried to do to to keep her youth was a huge, huge mistake. I mean, she <laughs> she turned into just a you know, where you couldn't hardly look at her anymore. I don't know why women think that the, their plastic surgeon is going to save the day and, and make them look 30 for the rest of their life. It's just not going to work like that. And I think she'd have been beautiful, Howard, if she would have just let the process go. But whatever she did to me, it just didn't work. And I'm sorry she passed away. But I think she screwed up her career, basically, is what I think. She was one of those. Uh, I, I put three things down as I was making notes last night that, that come to my mind when I think of Suzanne Summers. Uh, and one is what you talked about. I called it actor arrogance. She had come to believe that she was the star of the show. Now, there's no question. It was, and the first thing I, the first thing I wrote down was jiggle show. She was the large bosomed woman in a uh, tight t-shirt who would run around all bouncing and happy. And when she was bouncing and happy, boom, 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 boom. You were was, happy. There was bouncing and happiness going on and to the point that they became. It became known as, and then it started a trend of what were called jiggle shows, which were large bosomed women bouncing around, bouncing, bouncing. Uh, so she kind of created that, um, and that's what got her attention. No question about that. And she was funny, the dumb blonde, um, and and she was an integral part of the team, of the team that was the three of the three's company. She thought she was a star, and she did what a number of actors have done. I think of um, the original guy from Hill Street Blues, um, David. Ah, uh, you mean from New, uh, NYPD? NYPD Blues. Y yes, yeah. absolutely. He just went berserk. And it, these guys, they, these guys and gals in the Suzanne Summers case, think they're the star. I am going to leave if you don't pay me ten times what you pay everybody else. Well, the numbers that I read, Howard, I was numbers, she was so. being paid thirty thousand dollars per episode. That's a pretty good gig, right? In nineteen seventy-seven, yeah. And she demanded a hundred and fifty per episode. And what I read, just on this reporter's uh, point of view, there was no wiggle room. She demanded the one fifty per episode, and they said, uh, "Get out of here." Yeah, and they, they said, yeah, we're, we're not going to meet those demands. And so she was gone. They brought in um, another actress. Again, my mind is, I, I should know all of these names, and I can't think of them. Joyce DeWitt was the other actress with Suzanne Summers, and she stayed on. Uh, they brought in another jiggle girl, if you will, 
to replace Suzanne Summers. And the show was not the same. I mean, there's no argument that Suzanne Summers was critical to the show, but not that critical. And so the show went on, still moderately successful. She did come back eventually. She did come back. You know, they brought her back at some point. But it was kind of anticlimactic at that time. Yeah, so. she ruined it. And the other thing that was a real kick in the shin to Joyce DeWitt, then they, they got with John uh, John Ritter and said, hey, uh, how about we spin off a show with you and somebody else? And they left poor uh, Beach Bottom Zone uh, Joyce DeWitt yeah, standing there the, going, right, Northern where, Panhandle where's everybody at? Yeah. <laughs> and so jiggle shows she created. Uh, the arrogance that she had as an actress that, you know, and again, she's not alone. By the way, David Caruso is the guy we we're thinking of. Uh, thanks to, once again, Mr. McCabe for calling and correcting me on that. David Caruso uh, was the actor that thought he was too, too, too good for the, t- for the TV. He's going to make movies. I'm going to go make movies now. I don't need TV. He made one movie, I think. It was a, it was a biggest bust. Direct a video. Like, it was just, exactly direct a video. And after a while, he said, "Could you? Uh, would you? Would it be okay if I came back?" And he came back, and it was never the same. Uh, so, uh, Suzanne Summers, actor with arrogance, jiggle shows created that, and the thigh master. I don't see how you can forget the thigh master. I mean, she that, made a zillion dollars doing that. That's right. You know, the thigh master, just uh, infomercials with Suzanne Summers squeezing her thighs together. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's just that's what it was. That's. That's what it was. Anyway, uh, you know, I I was, there were a lot of reasons to not be a fan of hers, but the show was good. And um, I I think by the end, she kind of, on her own decision, kind of became a caricature of herself, kind of played up against herself. So, What's the odds on two West Virginians uh, playing a big role in that? You had Joyce DeWitt, and don't forget, Don Knotts came in later on and played the, uh, uh, Mr. The, Burley, I think was yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah. as the uh, landlord, absolutely John right. McCabe's probably a uh, kinfolk down in Morgantown. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, one more, just a quick um, medical story. Is that the way to look at it? Uh, reports are that Mary Lou Retton is making progress. Uh, West Virginia's own... Smiling gymnast, the uh, gold medal winner, Mary Lou Retton, uh, as we heard last week, had been in the hospital, is still in the hospital, in ICU, with some form of uh, rare form of pneumonia. Uh, wasn't looking good there for a while. I mean, I don't know about you, Bob, but the first couple of days, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know, is she on death's door? That's what it sounded like. But one of her daughters uh, posted an update uh, on social media this weekend. Mom's progress is truly remarkable. Prayers have been felt and are being answered. She is still in the ICU, but her path to recovery is steadily progressing. Her breathing is getting stronger, and the reliance on machines is diminishing. So that's the good news. Meantime, you may recall they started a fundraising effort because she's uninsured. Mary Lou Retton's uninsured. But I did see she's got an estimated value uh, wealth, Howard, of like $8 million. Well, now she's got $8,400,000. There you go. Because the, uh, the medical, uh, the, uh, the GoFundMe, it's not an actual GoFundMe. It's that type of thing. The uh, uh, crowdfunding uh, for her, $400,000 they've raised so far. And the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee said they're working on some financial assistance as well. So um, it's always fascinating to me how people that, you know, you would think, uh, I mean, Mary Lou Retton did not stay in the public light after a while. She faded away, became a, boy, I'll get in trouble if I say just a housewife. She became a wife figure. You know, she just didn't, she wasn't in the public life. For a while she was, did speeches and stuff, was on the Wheaties box, and then kind of faded away uh, from public life. 
and you don't think about her. But I would have assumed if you, if you had said to me two weeks ago, Mary Lou Retta, I said, oh, I'm sure she's well off. And yet there she was, no insurance. You, you wonder how these things happen. Yeah, and you know what the bill would be in ICU for over a week, Howard. It'd have to be astronomical. And it sounds like, you know, it's it's not just – it sounds like she must have needed very specialized care. So, But the good news is, according to her daughter, one of her daughters, uh, she is improving, and we hope that she continues to improve. And, you know, maybe one of these days she'll get out and ride the horse again. You know what I'm saying? 737, 23 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up later on, Wheeling City Manager Bob Heron going to be with us. We'll talk about the streetscape and the homeless project and uh, the homeless situation and a variety of other things that I want to get into. If you have things you want to get into, you can use the Frio Stack auction service text line to give me a heads up on what you think I should ask to the city manager. He's coming in later on. And an Ohio Valley restaurant announced it's closing at the end of this month. It is not a great surprise to me, but we'll talk about how hard it is to be in the restaurant business these days. All that's coming up. But before we get to anything else, why don't we get to the Ohio Valley headlines, and uh, Taylor Long has those for us. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 16th. In 2024, the Social Security Administration will increase the benefits by 3.2%, which means about an extra $50 every month. While a notable bump is a well short of the 8.7% boost recipients saw coming into this year, economists say this will not have a long-term effect on Social Security, but other factors will. Roughly 71 million people, including retired ones, disabled, and children receive Social Security benefits. And back here at home, Toys for Tots returned to the Northern Panhandle after 10 years of being absent. The program aims to brighten the Christmas of every child in the Ohio Valley. When the Marine Corps Reserve Station left the area in 2012, it left a gap. That is now being filled by John Lombrolia, the coordinator for Ohio, Brook, and Hancock counties, and Jamie Faulkner, the coordinator for Marshall, Wetzel, Tyler, and Harrison counties. The program collects toys donations from the community that are given to children right here in the Ohio Valley. The toys will be given out this December, and both coordinators are still working to finalize dates and venues for distribution. For more details on signing your child up to receive a toy or how you can help, you can visit our website, WTRF.com. And officials in Brook County held a special ceremony over the weekend to assure the building has a firm foundation. A Masonic cornerstone ceremony was held by the Masonic Fraternity in Wellsburg at what will soon be the new site of the Brook County EMS facility. The ceremony is meant to provide a strong foundation for the building and the people who will be working in it. The new building is in a central area of the county to allow EMTs access to emergencies throughout the county more efficiently. The president of the Brook County Commission shared the importance of having the ceremony. Thomas says the new site is already underway and hope to have it complete within a year. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. 
check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense. Or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Come to Wheeling Nailers opening night, Saturday, November 4th. Featuring special guest Mad Chad Taylor, the Chainsaw Juggler. Enjoy hilarious cutting-edge fun. Intermission hysteria. Plus, a magnet schedule giveaway. New arena food and beverages. New premium seat options. And introducing our official Nail Ale Beer. It's going to be a mad opening night. Pump drops at 710. Get tickets now. Call 304-234-GOLD or go to wheelingnailers.com. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. saw my 46th anniversary, 46 long years of my wife putting up with me. Tolerance and patience must be the words one uses when they think about Nancy Monroe, the tolerant and patient Nancy Monroe, 46 years with me. I used to always joke, and then my wife said, don't do this all the time. I used to always say, we're celebrating our 46th anniversary, 42 of the best years of my life. She said, don't say that. I don't like you to say that. So uh, there are 46 wonderful years. Ups and downs. Anybody who's been married and says they don't have ups and downs would, uh, would be lying to you. Uh, but it's, uh, uh, it's been good. I got to tell you, 46 years ago, would I have expected that here we would be a little old lady, little old man sitting in their house every weekend just watching reruns of old uh, old cop shows on TV and and uh, playing with the grandkids. You know, wouldn't have thought that 46 years ago, but here we were. And as a result of that, Mr. Slider has kindly selected for our bumper music this uh, morning the some of the songs from 1977, the year we were married. Great year, Howard. There, it was a great year. There's a lot of good music that year. You hit earlier my the one that was on this year, this weekend, our, our marriage weekend. Debbie Boone's "You Light Up My Life." That was played every single break on every single radio station as we drove from uh, from here to Florida. By the way, that's another example. I told my wife yesterday. It's another example of how I know I'm getting old. It was no big deal. We I drove to Florida. You know, hey, yes, we're going to Florida. Let's go down. Went to Daytona for our honeymoon. Um, stopped at Disney. Yeah, let's, let's. You know, I drove to Florida. Drove back. Stopped at Gettysburg. You, no way you get me to do that now. No, I can't drive. To, I'm lucky to drive to the Ohio Valley Mall, let alone to Florida. Let's talk about the weather. It's time to talk about that with Adam Fike from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? I am good. How was your weekend? It was good. We ended up still going up to the lake, even though it was a little drizzly. Man, you should have seen how big some of those waves were. We had wind gusts up near Cedar Point that had... They were like at least six to eight foot waves. 
Because really? we had wind gusts up to 50 miles an hour. Really cool. Really? <laughs> Cold, but cool. <laughs> it was um, it was pretty um, for stunk here on Saturday in particular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just, you know, downpour rain, occasional with a downpour turned into a, a heavy shower. But just what a... I want to say miserable. Actually, it wasn't. I just grabbed my blankie, wrapped myself up, read some books, and, you know, stayed indoors. I don't think I told Bob earlier, uh, Adam, I don't think I got out of my pajamas on, on a Saturday. It was just one of those kind of days, you know? You know, Howard, I honestly would have done the same if we weren't driving three hours up to Lake Erie. I would have been in my pajamas all day, too, so I don't blame you. <laughs> Good choice. Well, you could have worn them anyways while you're driving. Now, if you got stopped by the police, it might be a little difficult to explain why you're in your pajamas. But, uh, you know, you could sure, do that. Why are you wearing slippers? Nah, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm allowed to wear slippers and drive. You know, it's in the family, though. My grandson, Teddy, last week, um, he had a day off school. I guess it was Columbus Day, Monday. And um, it, it, when I got home from work, he was at our house, and he was still in his pajamas. And he said, well, he's didn't change. Okay. And then later, he went into the other room, came back, and he had another pair of pajamas on. I said, Teddy, you know, he goes, Granddad, it's a lazy day. <laughs> he said, boy, after my own heart, it's a lazy day. Just stayed in pajamas. So is today going to be a lazy day, Adam? It's not going to be as much of a lazy day as Saturday, but it's still going to be cool. It's going to be cloudy. Might see a straight pop-up shower. So the good news is not as much in the way of rain. Just a few pop-up showers possible, but it's going to be the same thing tomorrow. So today, tomorrow, mostly cloudy, overcast, maybe a stray pop-up shower and drizzle. So I would still say, yeah, it's a lazy day both days. Um, just showers and drizzle, not significant downpour? No, most of most. Not all of us will see rain. This is going to be those lake effects sort of rain showers where, like, it might be raining here in Wheeling and St. Clairsville. It's not or might be raining in Steubenville, but not in weird. One of those days where not everyone sees that pop-up shower. But even if you don't see a shower, you're likely to see drizzle at some point. So not going to be the pretty. going to be yucky and a bit cool. Going to be in the mid-50s, at least the early part of the weeks. Uh, the week begin to get into the low 60s a little bit later in the week, I think. And tell me if I'm right about that. Yep. Nope. You're absolutely correct. Wednesday, we try to see some sunshine return, low 60s. Thursday, sunshine in the morning, but clouds quickly roll back in for the afternoon, mid-60s. And then Friday, back to yucky weathers. We're likely to see scattered showers all day with the low 60s. And uh, could be a rainy weekend, too, I guess, huh? The good news, Saturday and Sunday aren't going to be as rainy. Friday is going to be our rainy day. So that's likely going to be kind of a repeat of what we saw on Saturday, where we could see some heavy showers. Luckily, no storms, but then Saturday, Sunday is just once again those you might see a stray pop-up shower, but most of the time just remains cloudy and dry. Are we are we getting closer and closer to having uh, frost? That's I mean, I mean that's a dumb question. Of course, of course, we're getting closer and closer. The question <laughs> would be, how close are we to getting frost? It just depends on how our patterns shape up. Like, we're not going to see any frost this week since we don't get out of the 40s. If we keep seeing cloudy nights and rainy days, we're not going to get any frost. But if we see, like, big, broad, high pressure build back up where it's cooler, we could get some frost. But that doesn't look for at least another week, maybe two. So we can even at least get a pattern to possibly get frost. All right. Right now we're looking at 43 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 44 to Highlands, 46 
at my weather station in the backyard in Elm Grove at my house. And 45 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. But we'll move that up to mid-50-ish before the day is over and done with, right? Yep. Just about that 53 to 56. All right. Sounds pretty good. Adam, appreciate the time as always. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Talk to you then. Thank you. Adam Fike, Big 7, WTRF Morning Meteorologist here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 7.50, uh, 10 till the hour. Mr. Slider's got sports coming up. We'll talk about an Ohio Valley restaurant that announced it is closing, um, which I hate to hear restaurants close of any kind, but we'll talk about not so much about that particular restaurant, although we will, uh, but in general, uh, things that people need to think about when they open up restaurants. Um, we'll talk about that. And a couple of the big franchises, Bob, are saying that old people like me aren't coming to them anymore. We used to be the mainstay of pe- places like Cracker Barrel. and uh, They need to call you, Howard. Uh, well, I'm there. I mean, you know, Cracker Barrel and um, uh, uh, what's the other one? Olive Garden, Longhorn. Since they're not, uh, old people aren't coming anymore. Hey, every one of those places I've been to. So I'm doing my part. Where's the rest of you old folks? I don't quite know what it is. And what was interesting in reading the story, I'll get to it later on, the analysts who look at this stuff say that um, there are old, uh, old folks uh, me, are still afraid of COVID. Now, I know that COVID's still there, and I know that we have to be cautious, and I think you know, I need to get my next COVID shot. My doctor told me to. But, you know, I don't, I don't worry about it. Do you worry about it? Do you, are you concerned that COVID's out there like it used to? I don't worry about that. No, I've uh, never really been too concerned. I mean, it's been on my mind, you know, but uh, can't worry about it all day, Howard. And we'll talk about that coming up later on. We'll talk about sports coming up next. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. The courtroom, with a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation, 304-232-5300. Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news. From the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley, The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's. Only on the Watchdog. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Down in Jamaica, they got lots of pretty women. Steal your money, then they break your heart. Lonesome Sue, she's in love with old Sam. Taken from the fire into the frying pan on and on. Love her music from the year 1977, the year I was married. Have you been in Jamaica, Bob? 
I, I, no. never, I never have Want to go? Can we talk to Mr. Bryson? Can I, we get a deal? See, I'd like to go. I've never been to Jamaica. I'd like, hey, Jamaica, man, I would like to go. Let's I, wait till it gets really cold here, Howard. And that then, first uh, frost you're talking about, then we'll go to Jamaica. And we'll head down there. Uh, you heard a promo there for Seth Stasky. He'll be coming up today at noon, followed by the uh, Neil Brown Coaches Show today, and then an hour of the uh, Pine Room Boys, if all goes as planned. Uh, not then they don't always go as planned, but if all goes as planned, that's your lineup for today. Here's some more sports for you from Slider. Thank you, Howard. Week six of the NFL, the early game from London, England. Howard, I love those early games. So you're at church oh, doing the great early? thing. Nine thirty. Nine thirty in the morning, we have the NFL. The ball. Baldwin- so wait a minute. I, I was preaching at nine thirty. Yes. You, you mean my competition is the NFL? The NFL. You're up against oh, the NFL. Howard. Man alive. The Baltimore Ravens handled the Tennessee Titans 24 to 16. The Miami Dolphins over the Carolina Panthers 42 to 21. The Panthers, the only team still looking for their first win in the NFL. The Houston Texans, Texans over the New Orleans Saints 20 to 13. The Washington Commanders 24, Atlanta Falcons 16. The Jacksonville Jaguars at home too much for the Indianapolis Colts. They win 37 to 20. Cincinnati Bengals, they hold on and beat Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks 17-13. to It was a real snooze fest, but the Minnesota Vikings beat the Chicago <laughs> Bears 19-13. to What a horrible Not game. Not the world's most exciting game. Oh, my game. goodness. No. Uh, in a shocker, though, a game heard right here on the Watchdog Network. The Brownies. The Cleveland Browns give the San Francisco 49ers their very first loss of the season. The Brownies 19, San Fran 17. It was Las Vegas, the Raiders. And you tw- took the, you you predicted. That, I right? picked that one absolutely, Howard. It was the Raiders twenty-one, the New York Patriots on some hard times seventeen. The Detroit Lions continue to roll. They went twenty to six over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Pittsburgh Steelers were off this week, Howard. Their next opponent, the Los Angeles Rams, they had no trouble with Arizona Cardinals winning big twenty-six to nine. The New York Jets upset the Philadelphia Eagles twenty to fourteen. The late game was a low-scoring game. The New York Giants stay close, but they lose it at the end. Buffalo Bills 14, the New York Giants 9. Tonight, Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Chargers. That's an 8-15 kickoff. The Cowboys are a point and a half favorite. The American League Championship Series began last night. The Texas Rangers take game one, shutting out the Houston Astros 2 to nothing. Jordan Montgomery outduels Justin Verlander. Game two today, first pitch 430. Tonight is game one of the National League Championship Series. Arizona at Philadelphia, first pitch 807. Howard, it's a Monday, so we get the local sports talk started at noon. Today with the Seth Stasky show from noon to one, and then... <laughs> You might want to get something to drink and sit down for this. And then it's the Neil Brown press conference, and it should be a real doozy. You might not want to miss Neil that. Neil may have some things to say. Yeah, I think he's got a couple things. Maybe a couple questions uh, coming uh, Coach Brown's coming way. way. Yeah. And then from two to three, it's the Pine Room Boys and the Pine Room Podcast. All of that right here on the Watchdog Network. Slatter on Sports Time, 756. So you've been uh, really good uh, in your predictions. Uh, you taking the Cowboys tonight? Uh, no, I'm no, I'm, no, 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 no. We don't really get into. There's certain teams we stay away from, or at oh, least I oh, do. Not, okay, the Cowboys just well, you, they're just too unpredictable. 
So you know, so you won't. You Howard, you, I give this serious thought. I just don't say, "Hey, the Cowboys are on." No, 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 no. It's a study, Howard. It's a science. Ah, uh, you right. believe that? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I did. You tell me that. If you hey, eight no. The last two weeks, I'm eight no. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's, <laughs> all right. So and Bear doesn't take deal with that either. Then sometimes Bear will throw a, a Monday night football game in there, but uh, I'm not sure about tonight. Away from that. All right. Four before the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show, as Bob said, a lot of. Sports talk for you coming up this afternoon and all throughout the week this week. Also coming up this morning before the uh, Seth Stasky show. By the way, I don't know how you're doing. Try that three times. Seth Stasky show. Seth Stasky. Seth Stasky. Seth, Seth, Seth Stasky, Stasky show. show. Man, I have a <laughs> – hold on. I hope the dentures in here better. The Seth Stasky show at noon. Uh, before the Seth Stasky show, uh, it's statewide talk line. Hoppy Kirchwell in this morning at 10.06. Uh, I'm going to be interested to hear the uh, first interview because it is something that I think has the potential for implications here in the city of Wheeling. Now, on Tuesday night, uh, tomorrow night, Wheeling Council was going to hear first reading of a proposed ordinance that was similar to one in Parkersburg where they will um, prevent public, what they call camping on public property. It's, It's designed to keep the homeless from sleeping overnight on public property. Uh, Montague County, the Morgantown area, uh, is has an ordinance. That's what they call it. They call it the street safety and children, I don't know, one of these dumb things. It's also designed to prevent panhandling, prevent panhandling. Uh, but they're doing it under the guise of the safety of the streets and the safety of the citizens. I want to learn more about this because I have a feeling this is something that could work in, in Wheeling as well. You know, I have said before there are three aspects of the homeless that I think that the city has to be dealing with. Number one is the reality that there is homeless. There are people who are homeless, and they're not all terrible, evil people. We've got to deal with the homeless situation. Number two, there are people who are terrible, evil people. They're doing drugs. They're violent, want around machetes, beating up on people. That legal aspect's got to be dealt with. And the third thing is panhandling, which is just a nuisance. I mean, I, you know, it doesn't really bother me. They don't, they don't harm me. Um, but the panhandling is growing so much. And is there a way to control it? Mont County is going to try and do that. So Hoppy's first guest today at 10.06 will be Montague County Commission President Tom Bloom to talk about that uh, panhandling situation. Brad McElhaney will be uh, talking about the legislative interims that are underway right now down in Charleston. And um, I think uh, I thought I thought Tony was going to be on, but I guess not. So that's some of what's coming up today. Statewide talk line. It begins at 10:06 when Bob and I are done. Next hour, a new poll out on Mansion and Justice. If it turns out to be Mansion versus Justice in the uh, Senate race, I'll tell you what this new poll says. Also, an Ohio Valley restaurant is going to close at the end of the month, and we'll talk about that and much more. Watchdog Morning Show is underway. It's a Monday morning with Slider and Monroe. Watchdog is FM 98.1, AM 1600 Ian Panel reports from along the border between Israel and Gaza. Israeli troops amassing at the border with Gaza, poised to strike. 
The country's mobilized around 360,000 reservists, vowing to crush Hamas, the militant group behind last week's bloody attack in Israel. The death toll now rising to more than 1,400, including 30 Americans. And the number of people taken hostage, also including Americans, now confirmed as 199. Despite earlier reports that the crossing between Gaza and Egypt would be opened for humanitarian purposes, it now appears that is not the case. A six-year-old boy and his mother stabbed outside Chicago. Police say the 71-year-old attacker, their landlord, allegedly shouted, Muslims must die when he killed the little boy and critically wounded his mother. Ahmed Rehab is executive director of the Council on Islamic American Relations. Remember our values. Remember our principles. Stick to them. Don't let any difficult... Difficult conditions cause you a variety of reasons. Jordan can only afford to lose a handful of fellow Republicans. And while he has a substantial national profile and enjoys the backing of former President Trump, for now, he just doesn't have the votes to become Speaker. ABC National Correspondent Stephen Portnoy in Washington. You're listening to ABC News. Exergen thermometers are a top choice of medical professionals at highly ranked hospitals across the U.S., with kids back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Make Exergen Thermometer the chosen thermometer for your home or business to check for fever, where accuracy matters. When measuring temperature at home and at work, use an Exergen Thermometer to keep your family and your colleagues safe. Available at Walgreens and other participating retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll a Charmin up to South Ultrasoft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. The being offered again to parents. Keep a close eye on where your kids are going online. That comes after an 11-year-old girl from New Jersey was apparently kidnapped by a 27-year-old man from Delaware last month after they met on the game Roblox. ABC News contributor and former FBI agent Richard Frankel says... It's actually pretty easy for a 11-year-old and a 27-year-old to talk on really almost any platform. Roblox says it takes safety of its users seriously. No more tours of the building where 17 people were killed at a high school in Florida. Classes at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School have long since resumed, but the bullet-riddled and blood-spared building where Nicholas Cruz opened fire in 2018, killing 17 people, has remained locked up and behind a fence. Now authorities say Saturday was the last day for people to tour the building. In recent months, Florida lawmakers, members of Congress, education leaders, and others have gone to the site to learn from the incident. The building was locked up following the shooting to be preserved as evidence, but with crews now sentenced to life in prison, authorities say it'll be demolished next summer.
Mark Remillard, ABC News. And it looks like Olympic champion gymnast Mary Lou Retton is getting better quickly. Her family now says she is making progress, fighting a rare form of pneumonia. She has been in the hospital for nearly two weeks. Fans have donated nearly half a million dollars for her care. This is ABC News. I feel like I'm constantly cleaning hair off my bathroom floor. At least my 